Guys Sports Podcast, episode 210. Two, one, zero. If you take out the two, it's the Mac Jones episode. CouchGuysSports.com. <laughs> oh, the, the, the guessing, I'm assuming Mac Jones episode because he's not going to be wearing 50 when the season starts. Uh, if he does, I would laugh my ass off. Actually, technically, are quarterbacks allowed to wear 50? I don't, I don't know if quarterbacks so. are allowed to wear 50, so that he can't be wearing 50. Number 10, Mac jo- 210, the Mac Jones episode. Uh, CouchGuysSports.com, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Follow the show, Twitch, YouTube, all the written content, all the videos, content out on those channels as well. Um, we, Couch Guy Sports, we reached our personal best. Oh, we hit 90,000 views this past month in May. Went from 50 the month before that to 90,000 this month. When there was a week left in the month, Alan and I were talking about hitting 60. We got to 90. It was amazing. amazing. So congrats to all of our staff. Everyone out there, um, so keep reading. Thank you very much for, for keeping tuning in. Um, we have a lot to talk about in this episode. Um, the two big things. Um, this, the prick can't seem to, seem to stay out of the news. Kyrie Irving, we're going to touch on that. The Bruins, 1-1, going back to the island. The Islanders, I want to talk about that. We're not going to talk about Julio Jones because he can get traded today. Great. We don't know anything. We want him. Let's get him. Let's do it. That'd be awesome. But like, we, what, what are we going to talk about? So, right. um, I, like I like to do every week, I'm going to give you the choice. Okay. Bruins, Kyrie. Which one? Let's get Kyrie out of the way. Fuck this guy. This guy sucks. This guy's a <laughs> douchebag. Okay. I've kind of, throughout the last couple of months, before the series started, I said to myself, you know, maybe it wasn't all Kyrie. Right? The way the season went, the way that it looked like the people weren't playing for each other. Are we going to fire Brad? Is Danny Ainge gone? I hope he is. He won't be, though. Um, that's a whole other conversation once the offseason hits. Um, I thought maybe, you know what? It's not all Kyrie's fault. Then the series happened. Oh, boy, was that wrong. It's all, it was all Kyrie's fault. <laughs> this guy is a boob, an idiot, a D-bag. He's absolutely everything you can think of negative about a human being. That's Kyrie Irving. Um, and, and obviously – we're going to talk about this as a bigger picture after this conversation, but like the water bottle for being thrown at Kyrie, not okay. Um, the, the one idiotic drunk 21 year old, however old that kid was um, throwing a water bottle at Kyrie does not represent all of us. Um, and Jalen Brown made comments. Cause we know coming into that game in Boston, the first one uh, Jalen Brown responded to Kyrie's comments about, you know, I hope it, they keep it basketball. I hope there's no racism underlying all this stuff. And that, that just ripped open everything that we haven't talked about in how long. Um, and Kyrie just sent that across because he couldn't handle just being about him and being an asshole to the Boston fans. So he threw race out. And that, look, you and I don't have experienced that, right? We're not, we're not in that situation. Do I think there's racism in this city? Yes. Are we that dumb? No. Like we get it. Um, Jalen Brown came out. I'm not going to, I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically he's like, look, Kyrie brought that up at the wrong place in the wrong time. And Yes, we need to be better as a city. He basically said, look, Boston fans, there is racism in this city. Stop defending it. Like, but this is not the right place. This is not the right time. Kyrie shouldn't have said it then. That's basically what you – I'm paraphrasing like crazy. But mm-hmm. um, the fact that he said it, he's not even playing. Not even playing. Like, he's hurt. He's out for the year. Doesn't have to talk to the media. But his teammates encouraged him to. He did. And we all know what Jalen Brown does off the court. You fast forward to the game. First game, Celtics win somehow. Right. Uh, not, it's not completely full capacity. Kyrie sucked. He was terrible. He didn't play well. The other two did, but didn't matter. Celtics won. I was like, great. That's the only win they're going to get. Yep. We were right. Second game, full stadium. The big three of them, they all went off. They all had crazy games. Kyrie couldn't be touched. And at the end of that game, 
Kyrie, before he walked off and got the water bottle thrown at him, he went to center court, was dapping people on the way, went to center court, stomped on the logo, the lucky leprechaun, the head. On his head, on his on head. His head Stomped on his head and smeared it. Like, he, like, swiped it away. And, like, you could see there was some aggression there. He was, like, well, he was basically a giant, like, fuck you to the city. Like, he yeah. was just, like, F all of you. And it's, like, bro, what are you doing? So, so this is where Kyrie Irving is so out of touch with reality that it's not even funny. He thinks it's a race issue. The reason that Boston hates you isn't because of race. Oh, he that's, knows it's not a race that's issue. That's not just, what it he is. Has, he's just using that to get a stir from everybody. Yes, that's not what it is. Like, he's, he's an intelligent guy. So he knows that it's because back in, I think it was, let's see here. It was before the 2018, 2019 season. It was during that off season. You know, the quote, I know the quote, everybody in Boston knows the quote. If you'll have me back, I'll resign next year. If he doesn't say that, Jared, if he doesn't say that, if he doesn't make the commercial with his father about putting 11 into Nike the rafters of the garden, like None of this would be nearly as bad. It would have been, okay, he didn't pan out here. It is what it is. He went and tried something different. That's fine. But the fact that this guy went through it all, he hammed it up, and then that last season he basically gave up. There was footage of the All-Star game where he's talking to Kevin Durant and basically mouthing two max deals. So he's obviously – And then lies about it and says, no, that's not what we're talking about. Exactly. Like, just come out and say it, dude. Like, we would rather – we would appreciate the honesty more than just the lying and the constant betrayal and everything. And then, obviously, the Milwaukee series after game – after that game one win they had, they lose four straight, games four and five, which I I was at one of those games. I think it was at the last home game. But it was just brutal seeing Kyrie Irving shoot 25 to 30 shots, and they were all contested. Doesn't show up to game seven when he's not playing because he's hurt. He has to go do something – surgery he has a surgery and doesn't show up to game seven when he's, yep. not, he's not playing like so, so so you add all that up right add everything up that is why Kyrie Irving and if you ever listen to this which I hope by some miraculous fraction of a percent that I hope you do that is the reason why Boston hates you it is because Boston loves their athletes that actually care about the city and care about what it means to put on a Boston uniform you did not do that you pretended to for a while but in reality you are a dirtbag and you know what? Go win your championship with Brooklyn because you could never pan out here in Boston. Man, do I hate this guy. And there's less media attention on him in Brooklyn than there would be in the, with the Knicks. There's less pressure to win for the Brooklyn Nets than there would have been for the, for the New York Knicks, right? Yes. Like, the, they're the mecca of basketball. They play in Madison Square Garden. They don't do that with Brooklyn, right? They're not doing that there. Um, so you look at that, it's like, okay, him and Durant both took the cop-out ways. They both could have gone in the Knicks revitalized the New York Knicks, Mecca basketball. They made the playoffs this year without them. Imagine, imagine if they were on that team, how yeah. good they'd be. Um, and then James Harden probably would have ended up there. And now the New York Knicks are back, but their owner sucks. So that's the hand. But, you know, you mentioned the Nike commercial. Literally line for line, it goes, I'm, my dad's the reason why I wear number 11. I want to be the reason why no one else does. And then a year later, and, and then a year later, goes f out. Ennis Cantor comes in, and, and he's wears like, number I, And then he's like, "I want to be the reason nobody else." Will. Ennis Cantor is the most glorious thing that could have happened to the Boston Celtics at that time. Yes, it like, was perfect. Perfect. It was time. perfect timing for Ennis Cantor to be a Celtic. I wish he was good for that team. I wish they would have held their own against the Heat because literally the Heat team was a joke. Um, if they weren't in the bubble, that Heat team would have crumbled against the Garden fans. But but, but we also probably would have been playing Milwaukee and not. Miami. Probably true. So. Probably true. Um, look, even with Jalen Brown, this team does not have a chance against the Brooklyn Nets team. I, I don't want to hear that after this team gets bounced tonight. Like as we record, it's June 1st. I don't want to hear that. I don't hear any of that. 
this team's not good enough. We knew this was going to happen. We thought they might be able to steal a game. The issue here is, and they did. They stole a game. They played really well that night. Tatum went off for over 50 points, and that's why they won. That's it. Now the big three went off the next game, and that's it. They're not going to win. They're not going to win. They're already watching film. They basically admitted it. Steve Nash basically admitted on his media coverage today. He, he basically was watching a ton of film. Who, you're not watching the Celtics film. You're not watching this. You're, you're watching the next team's film. That's what you're watching. So, look, the Celtics season will be over, but the Kyrie thing is what bugs me. It's a, you're, you're basically giving a giant F you to the entire fan base. You, you, don't, you still don't understand why we all hate you. And, and then you have guys coming out. I'm, I'm very happy they did this. Kevin Garnett, Cedric Maxwell both came out and said, like, what the F are you doing? You're disrespecting Bob Cousy. You're disrespecting Larry Bird. You're disrespecting an entire city. You're disrespecting one of the winningest franchises in the entire league that employs you. And you played for them. Kevin Garnett said in his Instagram story, if you guys didn't see this, basically, like, why is no one talking about this? This guy literally stomped on Lucky and no one's talking about it. Like, and you guys know how hockey is. If anyone steps on their locker room logos, they freak out. Like, this is the same idea. You're disrespecting the Celtics logo, and I get it. They're not that good this year, and I get it. You don't understand what's going on here, but that's still the, one of the winningest franchises in the NBA, tie with the Lakers. And I don't, it's not really a real tie. I don't count. But, like, they're tied with the Lakers for the most wins titles. You played for them, and you're telling me you can just go walk over there and stomp on the logo and, and swipe it away? Like, go, go take a giant dump, dude. Like, this is absolutely insane for what you just did. And – Bravo on those two, especially Maxwell and KG for saying something. And on the opposite side, F you to Kendrick Perkins, who basically on ESPN ESPN today said, I don't care what he does. He can can do whatever he wants. He can step on the logo. I don't care. He just dropped – no one cares. I'm like, dude, you won a championship. How how do you not care about him stepping on the logo? That's very surprising to hear from Perk because Perk is a diehard Celtics guy. That's that's shocking to me, and that's not a joke. Yeah, like how do you – how do you say that, Kendrick Perkins? I like Kendrick Perkins. He's a really good analyst. I think he's good for ESPN, good for NBC Sports Boston here and locally. How, if you're Kendrick Perkins, you won with that 08 team, you know what it means to bleed green as a Celtic. You won a championship here. You raised Banner 17, and now you're saying, Kyrie, you can step on that logo. I don't care what he does. What are you talking about? Like, what are we doing here? And that sets a precedent now. Like, these, these players own these leagues. And these players run these leagues, and it's really not a good thing. Like, I think the players have gotten too control-heavy with these leagues. And it's not just the NBA, it's everywhere, right? And we're seeing it. These, these players are doing whatever they want. No one cares. Um, and to segue, right, like the fan bases are also kind of doing whatever they want um, and yeah. getting all pissed off. And like the water bottle is just one example. Al, like we've talked about it before the show. We want to kind of want to talk about this. Like right. Kyrie Irving is a dick. Yes, he's a prick. He shouldn't have done what he did. He shouldn't have stepped on the logo. But do it through the water bottle? It's a little aggressive. Throwing yeah. a full water bottle at Kyrie Irving? Like, what are we doing here? Wait, not- that, wait, 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 wait. That water bottle was full? I didn't even see it in the video. It was a full water bottle? I think so. Was it? I thought so. Okay. No, I, no I'll take your word for it. I just, based on the videos that I saw, you couldn't really see how much liquid was actually in the, in the water bottle. It wasn't empty. That's for sure. Okay. So, so here's my thing with the water bottle. He got charged with, like, he got charged with assault with a deadly weapon. Which I, here's the thing. I'm not saying don't reprimand the kid. By the way, he was he's a brain tree kid, 21-year-old brain tree kid down Nick Qualia's way. So that's that's very Quags, that's your fault, man. Yeah, very convenient. But here's the thing. Was it wrong what that kid did? Yes. And I do know his name, but we're not gonna subject him no. to that. That's 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 not right or fair. But this kid, should he be banned from the garden? Probably. Yes. Yes, yes. he should. 100%. Yes, he should be banned from the garden. That's that's fine. If you want to give him a misdemeanor charge for this. 
fine, whatever. But like, I don't know, it, like a like a assault with a deadly weapon, like that's. I don't know. You, you know, Kyrie's lawyers had something to do with this. They they had to have, because here's the thing too. And I'm not condoning it because obviously we know Kyrie stepping on the logo was wrong and the kid that threw this water bottle was wrong. Both actions were wrong and we can acknowledge that. Yep. I don't think that he does that if Kyrie doesn't step on the logo though. That's that I think can be related as well. And again, I'm not And we'll never we'll never that. we'll never know that, right? Like right. we'll never know that because we don't know did the kids see this and go, okay, F you, I'm gonna throw this water bottle. I don't think so. I think I think everyone hates him enough. I think he just threw it. That that and that could be the case. That could very well be the case. Because again, and like Kevin Durant too. Nobody talks about like Kevin Durant's comments and all this. It's like we get it, but like here's the thing. If you just do what you do, show up, play the game, perform, do what you gotta do, score your 30, 35, 40, whatever it is, get the dub, and then mm-hmm. go home. Plain and simple. You don't need to add all the unnecessary, you know, BS that happens after. And that's what Kyrie did. Plain and simple. And Kevin Dur- Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. All I was going to say was, and then for Kyrie to be like, oh, this is like, you know, like just going back to like the old days, like a circus and stuff. It's like enough, dude. Like I get it. It's wrong for fans to do that. I get it. But like now you're just making it bigger than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Ke- Kevin Durant's just as soft as Kyrie Irving. This is why I think this is why they're best friends. Even Glenn Davis understood the logo and what it meant. He, Glenn Davis posted on IG, real bullshit. Like I said, you step on Lucky, you step on everybody that played for that team. Keep the shit basketball before somebody get hurt in real life. Ironic statement about that is Kyrie only said he wanted to keep it basketball. The entire time Kyrie came in and goes, I want to keep it basketball. Um, all this other stuff, I don't want to deal with it. Like we, if the fans keep it basketball, I'll respect their, like whatever. And then he goes and does that. Like that's not keeping it basketball. And then Durant responded on Big ba- on, to Big Baby on Instagram with a bunch of laughing and crying emojis, um, said the N-word, please. And they went back and forth on Instagram a bunch of times. I mean, it wasn't just that one interaction. The fact that Durant went out of his way to respond to Glenn Davis, who's playing, hanging out of a jersey for some random-ass league right now because his belly can't be contained, also is an investor in like a weed farm, like so Big Baby. And he even understood Dude, you don't respect the logo like that, bro. You respect everybody. Um, you respect you disrespect everybody that played for that franchise. Um, and now you take it outside of even basketball. There's, there's been other incidents. Now we talked about this before the show started. Mm-hmm. Throughout other leagues, as there's one for the, there's others in basketball. There was others. In, it was minor league baseball, right? We said yeah. yep. um, that that guy, that fan of major minor league baseball, came out on the field. And it's a problem in sports now where. Fans feel entitled they deserve something from players, yes. But the way players handle themselves and the way players feel like they're entitled to everything and they run this league, and that's kind of where I was talking about earlier, players are so in control of these leagues now that the fans, with one wrong move, there's no loyalty anymore. There's nothing these, plan- these, these, fans don't, these players don't care about the fans. And now the fans are taking it to another step, which shouldn't be happening, by the way. Don't condone this. But, no. like, now they're, they're responding to the players saying F you, but basically saying F you back. And now all ma- major sports really have an issue to look forward to, to handle that. Like, what are you going to do about this? Cause now it's happening across, not just basketball, not just one-off Kyrie incidents. Like it's happening everywhere. And that's why they made a big, di- that's why they made an example out of the kid from Braintree because they wanted to send a message that like, Hey, we're taking this seriously. We're taking this into our own hands and we are going to make sure that fans don't do this again, because you know what? You pay a lot of money for those tickets. I understand that. Go and enjoy the show. You're enjoying the best players in the world at their craft doing what they do. 
That should be mm -hmm. enough. You want to buy a beer, you want to buy a slice of pizza, whatever, fine. Do not go onto the field. Do not throw things at them. They do have a point. It's literally not an instance where you can throw things and think it's okay. You don't yeah. spit on people. You don't dump things on people. You sit at the game and you enjoy the game and you hope your team wins. Like as cliche as that sounds, that's the point of being a fan. You go to the games to enjoy them, not to rag on somebody that's trying to do their job. Look, the, the idea that the Kyrie Irving was wrong, like 100% agree with, right? He was wrong. He shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have stepped in the logo. All these players, they're defending him doing not to hit, defending against him doing it, like being pissed off should be right. But the fans throwing water bottles, all this other stuff, like there's not a place for it. Um, and the idea that you need to respond to absolutely everything these players do when they piss you off, probably not right. You boo him. You, you let him hear it every time he shows up to Boston. Look, like Kyrie's not going to really avoid you anymore. Um, like he, he, he had to play the playoff games. He couldn't abandon it. Every time he plays in the garden now, look, it's going to happen. He's going to play a lot. He's in Brooklyn. Like he's not going anywhere. And it's just going to look worse and worse on him if he keeps avoiding the games in Boston, which he might. You know, he might – all these regular season games that keep getting played, he might just not play them. And that reflects on him. That shows, and, and you're going to get – he's going to get attacked in the media every single time that happens. If, if two years from now he's still not playing games in Boston, it looks terrible on him. He's still avoiding Cleveland. Like, he's still avoiding – he's trying not to play games in Cleveland. And he won a title for them. Like, that's what this dude is. And look, you could say it was an outlier with what Kyrie did. But it's also happened in Cleveland. Brooklyn's the first team he's been on that, like, he seems to want to be there and seems engaged. That's because he has his best friend there. Yeah. Like, that's really it. Um, and now those two together are feeding the media with what they want to hear, and they're feeding these fans with what they want to hear to get pissed, to piss them off. And, and then Durant comes out and basically – and then the media feeds it. Like, you saw that Durant quote, the Sports Center, NBA, ESPN, whatever it was. It was an ESPN Twitter account somewhere basically like shortening the quote basically saying like Durant was basically just saying a giant I don't have it in front of me but like it did they, they didn't factor it and they shortened it to make him sound like the biggest d-bag possible like basically saying like oh that was crap what happened it was bullshit like I'm happy we got the W we don't have to go back there anymore well that really wasn't the whole quote the whole quote was like you know they're still pissed at Kyrie all this stuff and ESPN just shortened it all and made him look like a d-bag media is feeding it and media is half the problem so until everyone gets on the same page that this is a bad thing, like it, it just blows my mind. And then Steph Curry, player being a problem here, mm -hmm. quotes. I think it was uh, was it Chad Finn who tweeted who t quote tweeted Durant's thing and said like the whole showed the whole quote. And then Curry Curry tweeted that quote tweeted that tweet and said and just laughed at it. Like, what are you doing? That's his actual quote. Why are you laughing at that? Like, the players are the problem, hundred percent. But we should, as fans, we should not be throwing water bottles, giving them what they want, because then they can use that as ammo when they come back and go, well, I don't want to play in Boston because I'm going to get a water ball thrown at me. Right. And the old expression is don't let the inmates run the asylum. And right now in the NBA, that's exactly what's oh, happening. And the players, LeBron for that. All you LeBron yep. lovers, it's LeBron's fault. Yep. It's all, it's, it was LeBron and now it's everybody else. And you know what? The players can do whatever they want. They can team up with whoever they want and they're just making super teams left and right. I know it started with the Celtics and everything in the yeah, 2000s they, and everything. They, those were trades though. Totally different. Like it was, yeah, it wasn't free agency and all this other stuff like that. Paul Pierce didn't call Kevin Garnett and say, Hey, you want to come play with me? Right. Ray, you want to come play? Like Danny put that team together. Yes. Go ahead. The one good uh, thing Danny Ainge did as a Celtic. Actually, that's a lie. 
He fleeced Brooklyn. He got Tatum and Brown. But I think it's time for Dan. That's a whole other show. Whole yeah, other which, which we'll get into, I'm sure, within, yeah. the, within the month. Once the finals are over, I think we'll do some offseason Celtics talk because that's when rumors yeah. start to fly. I did just see the fishing of rumors that the Patriots could use Jarrett Sidham to trade for Julio Jones, so that's an option. Yeah, that's, that's actually kind of fun. You know what else is an option, Jared? Staying clean downstairs. Making sure you're using Manscaped. Support, guys, for today's episode. And you guys have heard this all over the network is Manscaped. Father's Day, guys, is just around the corner. Uh, and you probably need a gift for your hair yet. And I don't even know. It's like 19 days away. Uh, it's coming up, but you can still get there. Make your dad proud this year and get him, your, get him and yourself, why not, the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 and Ultra Smooth Package. You know what they say, like father, like son. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 and Ultra Smooth Package is perfect for you and the dad in your life to complete your grooming game, get 20% off, free shipping with the code coachguy 20 Guys, um, look, I've said it over and over again, this, the shave, the razor is amazing. All their products are great. Um, like I said, their razor is waterproof. It's got a light on it. It makes it very easy for me to do my business in the shower where a lot of guys probably do it, right? So you take advantage of that. Look, I will preach. I, I, I will preach to the kingdom come that Manscaped is the right product. So definitely go ahead, take advantage of the code. It's the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming and their brand new shaving tool just dropped right in time for father's day guys the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is now available in the usa and canada what makes this waterproof trimmer different from all other trimmers the 7000 rpm trimmer features skin safe technology to keep your balls in check and has reduced manscaping accidents around the world it's a multifunction on off switch can engage a travel lock created for jet setters everyone's back traveling now works opening up you need to have the travel kind of ability the lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for more precise shave. I love investing in the brand new tech and advancements, and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 guys are next level. Um, if you want to get the complete package, the Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package is a three-step kit to help keep your family jewels protected. Step one is the Crop Exfoliator, which is infused with ingredients that can soothe, clean, and keep the skin on and around your groin feeling refreshed, reducing the risk of ingrown hairs by your delegates. Guys, I have a ton of ingrown hairs. I'm a hairy dude. It's helped. Crop gel. Step two, see where you're shaving with our unique clear shaving gel just for the groin. And three, guys, it's time to shave. The crop shaver was designed for shaving the groin area with confidence. Three precision blades include extra wide lubricating strips. Who doesn't like lubricating? And a pivoting head for the ultimate groin grooming experience. All three of these are vegan, cruelty-free, and sulfate-free products. They're all included so you know your manhood is in good hands. Stop imagining your dad has it covered because he probably doesn't. Get 20% off free shipping with the code COACHGUY20 at manscaped.com. That's the perfect package for you and your dad's perfect package. 20% off free shipping with the code COACHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off. 20% off, guys, free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code COACHGUY20. As dad bought season, time to get smooth. I'd buy it for myself because this is my first Father's Day coming up in a couple weeks. Obviously, I already have it, and I love it. Or I'd buy it for myself because, heck, I'm gonna, I am a dad. Got to keep my dad bob looking good. Look, it's with his beach season now. It's lake season. Going to get on uh, boats. Going to put the bathing suit on. Got to stay clean. Have to. Got to stay clean. Got to stay oh, clean. And by the way, before we move on, this is Brad Stevens' quote on Kyrie's water bottle throw that just came out about a minute ago, according to Brian Robe, who is the Celtics beat writer for Mass Live and a contributor. Is it Brian Robe? Brian uh, Rob. Is it, how is it Robe? Rob? How do you it's say it? Rob. Rob. Is it Rob? 
Okay, sorry. I've mm-hmm. never said his name before, so fair enough. Brian I'm... Robe. Putting, getting, right, right with the Manscaped fitting. Brian, getting sneaking the snooky robe, getting all ha- ha- ready to go, I wa- excited. I, wa- I want to say that I did it on purpose, but that's just a flat-out lie. It's not the way anybody in the stadium, 99.9% of the people in the stadium, want to be represented. It's just unacceptable, and I was glad it was handled accordingly. So there you go. Your former head coach is defending you on this case. So, I mean, like, what are you doing? Kyrie's a prick. Yes. And for those of you who didn't get Al's point, the former head coach is not Brad Stevens being fired. For all you idiots who want him fired, that was him saying Kyrie is former coach. Yes. Brad Stevens is not being fired. It's not going anywhere. For all you lunatic Celtics fans who think that's the right decision, you're wrong. Um, all right, last topic, Boston Bruins. Hopefully we get some Julio news, Julio news this week, and we can talk about that next week. Man, if he was a Patriot, whoo, whoo. Got to get excited talking about it. The Boston Bruins, second round, series tied, 1-1. couple days here to digest, a couple days off, and then Thursday, um, game three this week. So a couple days to listen to this, get our casual hockey fan thoughts in before the Bruins shift to the New York Islanders home stadium, the Coliseum, right? That's what it's called, the Coliseum, mm-hmm. uh, down there in New York on the island. Um, I'm not really surprised they're tied 1-1, but, man, should they be up 2-0. I'm a little surprised because if you watched the game last night, which us casual hockey, you know, playoff hockey fans did, two of the the first two goals the Islanders got were off a deflection and then an absolute garbage goal by Kyle Palmieri. Like those two goals were absolute garbage. The first one by um, Josh Bailey was just playing pinball. He literally just flicked it and it went off a couple skates and then underneath Rask had no chance at it. The Boston Bruins should have won that hockey game last night, three to one or no. Yeah, three to one. They should have won three to one. Last even in night. overtime, though. Even in overtime, though, the amount of chances they had in overtime before the Islanders scored, and and they were in their offensive zone when they created that turnover. The Islanders got the breakaway. Now, do I think Rask probably should have saved that puck that they scored on? Yes. Uh, I'm not going to turn. I'm not going to turn this into a Tuka Rask hate fest because that I can do that. I'm not going to. But like the the idea that Tuka Rask was not at fault last night blows my mind. Like, everyone is protecting Tuka Rask like he has nothing to do with that loss. Some of those soft goals probably also could have been stopped. So we're not getting into that. I'm not doing it because I'm just going to get ripped apart, and it's not worth yes. my time. Exactly. I mean, the thing is, you have to look at a few things. First of all, all the goals the Bruins scored, legitimate goals. Charlie Coyle's first period goal. Well, they're the better team. They're the better team. Move. Bergeron's goal, Marchand's goal, all legit. They are better on paper. They play a better style of hockey than the Islanders do. But now you're in a position where I think game three is very, very, I don't want to say like diehard, like must win, but it wouldn't hurt to be up two to one in the series and then take home ice advantage back. I don't know if this is a weird take. It might be. I still think the Bruins have the momentum in the series. Like I know they just lost at home in overtime, but like the way the end of that game went, they had the momentum for the last, like if you count overtime, the last like period and a half. Yeah, but but the Islanders... Yeah, but the Islanders outplayed the Bruins in overtime, I feel like. I feel like the Islanders had more quality opportunities than the Bruins did. I don't know. I, I look at this Bruins team and go, they figured out what they were doing wrong. They figured it out clearly. They scored two goals in, like, no time to tie this game up. I think they win the, the game in, the first game in New York like nothing. They're going to score first. They're going to shut that crowd up. Um, and, and that's it. Like, I, I, I generally still stand by my Bruins in six take. Um, I think they don't need a game seven. I like Al, I agree with you. I think they're the better team. Their top players are performing. Their their perfection line is performing. Taylor Hall is due for a real goal. Um, but like even that line, you know, it's been good. Charlie Coyle's even Charlie Coyle scored last night. Grandma, ring the bell, right? They got pucks in. 
they scored. Like, it's very casual analysis from a casual hockey guy, but, like, they were able to get their pucks in deep, and they were able to get, they were able to get some by. Look, I think they figured out toward back half of that game what they needed to do to stay consistent the entire time. They came out flat in the middle of that second period. Now, again, you know what started that rally and, and shifted the momentum for the Islanders? A crap bag penalty call. Yep. That should never have been called. No, and, it, and here's the thing, too. Here's, here's another thing that people are forgetting. Craig Smith didn't even play in game two. He's out with an injury right now, and that takes away from that second line of Krejci Hall and obviously Craig Smith. Yep. Because now you have to move Jake DeBrusque up to the second line, which I don't mind. I actually like Jake DeBrusque on the second line, especially with his recent playoff history. Well, I mean, the way since they... Taylor Hall's there too, it helps take yeah, a lot of the pressure. Obviously. Oh, of course, obviously. But even so, even before Taylor Hall was there, Jake DeBrusque has had some big playoff moments in a Bruins uniform. So the thing is, if you have to, if you get Craig Smith back in there, put DeBrusque back down on the third line with Nick Ritchie, and I think it's who, who else is on the third line? I know it's Ritchie. DeBrusque, and I forget who the other who the other um, line mate is there, but that's a that's a solid third line. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing you need Craig Smith back in the fold because he's a big guy. He's bruising. And well, isn't that isn't that usually isn't that Charlie Coyle line? Oh, that is the Charlie Coyle line. Okay, so it's Coyle, Richie, and then DeBrusque. So that's a, DeBrus, that's your which solid, is a solid third line. Third line. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe I forgot Charlie Coyle was on the third line. My goodness, ring the bell, goddamn it, ring the bell, ring the bell, Grandma, ring it. But the best best thing on the internet. Anytime Charlie Coyle stores. Best thing. It is. He's from Weymouth. But getting Guys, back to it. The whole town of Weymouth scored the goal. Ring the bell. But the thing is, you need to, need to, need to take care, take care of business in at least one of these games in Long Island at the Coliseum. Well, if you split, yeah. you get home ice back, which is yeah. like terrible. Which, But again, in NHL playoffs, and you know this as well as I do, Jared, home ice means nothing in hockey. It means absolutely I know, nothing. but a game seven in the guards is a lot better than a game seven on the Islanders. Home, that's home ice. No, that's very true. We also With both fan, And I will say this, both fan bases are nuts enough. Oh my goodness. It's, it's that I think it's an advantage in this series because the the guard was freaking rocking. Rocking. And look, I know they split. Like I, I, I know the Bruins can win on the road. I'm not like worried about this, but like when it comes to a game seven, those emotions with the Islanders, like trying to break through the hump of being that team that always keeps leaving in the second round. Like, you have a game seven at the garden at home after this pandemic, the way the crowd's been like, it's going to be a little different than a normal year where the crowd doesn't typically matter in hockey. I think that because of the pandemic and because everyone's been so cooped up in, in rooms, the size of mine in most in the one I'm sitting in, in most cities, like the, I think the, it hits a little home differently. The home ice this time around. At least we're not Toronto Maple Leaf fans. Oh my goodness. Can we talk about that for a second? Then we'll go. Yes, home. please. I was really hoping that the Maple Leafs would win because I wanted the Bruins to play them because there was a chance that could happen. Now I saw earlier that basically the Bruins are the winner of the Bruins Islander series is going to play the winner of the hurricanes lightning series. Like which that was pretty much said. So, which is going to be the lightning. Yeah. So you're going to play Tampa Bay if you win, um, which I think you can beat them. They'd be much better than the shit you were last year. But again, because the Maple Leafs lost, now you have to play the winner of them, which is better than playing the abs. Just saying. Um, Toronto Maple Leafs were up 3-1 to the Montreal Canadiens, who, mind you, is a team that shouldn't really be in, have been in the playoffs. Um, uh, they got in because they could play Canada all year. Like, that's really it. Like, they weren't a good enough team to be in a normal year playoffs. They squeaked in because of the fact that they could only play Canada. And you're up 3-1. This is the Maple Leafs team that people were talking about winning the Stanley Cup. Um, I think people were over-exaggerating because they only played Canada, so their record was probably – they'd have to play the Bruins all year. They'd have to play Tampa all year. Like, this is a team that would have had to play all those guys. Didn't have to. So I think they're not as good as people thought, but like 
They were the one seed. They are talking about them winning the cup. Joe Thornton's there. Guys, if anybody knows how to lose, it's Joe Thornton. This was, yeah. bound, to ha- this was bound to happen. Um, they were up 3-1. The Canadians lose. Carey Price goes in. And, guys, I will stand by my tweet. Nick Quacks can come at me all you want. Carey Price, I would take over Tuka Rask in a million times over. Carey Price knows how to win. He locks it down. He wins games for his team. He just doesn't have a good team, right, team around him. Look, the Bruins are a better team. Tuka Rask has usually had a better team around him than Carey Price had. Look what Carey Price just did. He stood on his head for four straight games and three straight games and won you a playoff series. If it wasn't for Carey Price, you don't win that series. I don't think Tuka Rask does that. Tuka Rask doesn't win the Canadians that series. Carey Price did. I'm taking Carey Price. And I know that's going to rattle off feathers, but like, Tuka, I've, I don't believe Tuka Rask will stand on his head for three straight games. We've yet to see it. He's never won you a series. And, and like Nick came at me and was texting me like, you know, Tuka Rask won you the series or got you to the Stanley Cup. I think you had a pretty dang good team the year you went to the Stanley Cup and lost to the Blues. I don't think that was really Tuka Rask's fault. Like, Carey Price is the reason why the Canadians did that. I mean, yeah, Maple Leafs, they just are good at choking. Um, <laughs> it's, really, it's really a shame too, Al, that there weren't that many fans in the stands up there because Canada's a little behind us here in the States for the pandemic stuff. Um, but, man, was it fun to watch the Maple Leafs lose. And not only that, between their two star players, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, one goal in seven games. One goal it. in seven games. They just can't perform in the playoffs. It's amazing to me. We always think that maybe this can finally be it. Maybe Toronto will actually do it. And then deep down we're like, nah, it's not going to happen. They're, they're, nah. they're, they're going to choke. It's fine. And they choke every year. It's amazing. They just can't win a playoff series. And it just it's so sweet to watch. Because Toronto fans think every year they're going to make it to the Stanley Cup final. Every year they can't get out of the first round or they just lose to the Bruins. It's one of the it's really It's really funny because everyone's like, oh, well, they're going to have to play the Bruins and they'll get out of the first round. And then they lose to the Bruins' biggest – one of the Bruins' biggest rivals over long term. They lost to the Canadians. Like, I think it's just great. Oh, and by the way, who's the Canadians head coach? Is it not, isn't, it, isn't it not Claude anymore? And, uh, I was going to say Claude Julian being the head coach. See, that shows how much I know. But that would have been funny, though, too. That could have been quite the storyline. That would have been great. Yeah, that would have been funny. Uh, but no, it was not, it's not Claude anymore. Um, oh, wow. All right. Episode 210, is that what we decided on? Yeah. The Mac Jones episode, the pseudo Mac Jones episode. Um, we'll be back next week, hopefully talking about Julio Jones coming to the Patriots. Uh, I assume we'll have Julio Jones news regardless by next week. Uh, it doesn't seem like this is something that's going to linger out. So we should have some Julio Jones. My Our luck is going to come down like tomorrow morning after we record this. Yep. Uh, but either way, couchguysports.com, all the written content. We just cracked 90,000 views, guys. First time ever. Good stuff. YouTube, Twitch channel, all this Twitter handles, all the podcasts, iTunes, ours, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, everywhere you can think of. Um, yeah, that's it. That's we'll it. talk to you next week. Al, hopefully, Bruins are ahead. Hopefully, the Celtics are done because I'm done with this team. Yep. And uh, we'll, be back, uh, we'll be back next week. Talk to you then, See. guys. See you guys.